Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Kentucky, 
a team that won the entire thing last year with a whole freshman class. They thought they could duplicate that formula again uh, this year. They lose Nerlens Noel, of course, during the season, and now they lose in the first game of the NIT. And I thought, really, Coach Calipari had some great comments to say after the game. He said that this was very humbling, and he wanted to know if his team was tough enough to play at this level. And I agree with that. If you find it very hard to go to Robert Morris and play a game, <laughs> you're going to have some trouble playing in March Madness. You're going to have some trouble playing in Rump Arena and some big games as well, too. So you have to give a give team a big gut check. Are you guys ready to play at this level? Because this is what it's going to take. You're going to get your best shot from every team you play out there. And they could not withstand Robert Morris, a team that, I mean, let's face it, they're in Pittsburgh. They don't get a lot of a pub. You know, no one's heard of Robert Morris. And this really made their entire season by beating the number one seed, Kentucky. As far as Kentucky goes, you know, you try to duplicate this freshman deal. They try to put together these. Uh, AAU-type teams, rather top talent, young top talent. just didn't work out for them this year. But Coach Calipari has proven that he is a great ball coach. They'll be back in it eventually, maybe even next year. But this year was a pure disaster for uh, Wildcat basketball. I mean, to lose a game in the NIT the first game, I mean, that's, that's amazing. You know, you've had several teams that had this problem before in the past, but this is one that's going to go down as, as the one-and-done rule uh, maybe rearing this ugly head against a team like the Kentucky Wildcats, who really thrives on the one-and-done rule. You know, they get all these top talent from across the country to come in and play one year with the promise they go to the, to the NBA. And it's kind of backfired on them this year, especially with a loss to Kentucky, which is huge in my opinion. Now, you look at some of the games that started yesterday with the tournament. You know, they have a new system now where – they have two play-in games. Uh, we we were used to having a one play-in game for the 16th seed. Now we have two play-in games. So North Carolina A&T, they win the opener, also St. Mary's. So North Carolina A&T gets the grand prize for m- winning the first game of March Madness by playing Louisville, the number one seed. So congratulations, fellas. You get to go to one more game. You get to play Louisville, a chance to kind of get on the national stage. Well, let's face it, your season is pretty much over <laughs> when you play Louisville. Uh, St. Mary's going to take on Memphis, the number six seed. St. Mary's is a pretty good team. You're playing the six seed. You have a much better chance as 11 versus a six. But let's face it as well, you guys pretty much in your season also. But a good run, a good way to get into the tournament with the win, and now you get a chance to actually get into the the real tournament of 64 uh, now that you guys have won your game and to be playing in the 64-man tournament. So I want to hear you guys' brackets as well. I want you guys to send me an email, rfsportsradio.com. Let me know exactly what's on your bracket because I haven't filled my bracket out yet. I usually take my time doing this. I like to listen to all the experts. Of course, we have a radio show on our network called Taking You to School that did a full two-hour selection Sunday special, which is airing on rfsportsradio.com. So I'm using their expertise, but I want to use you guys' expertise as well. So send me an email with your brackets at rfsportsradio.com. Let's transition from college basketball and move into the World Baseball Classic. My question for you guys and the headline here, of course, is Dominican Republic winning the Baseball Classic 3-0 over Puerto Rico and the biggest thing about the Dominican Republic is they did not lose one game 
throughout the entire World Baseball Classic. Uh, a dominance from a team that's stacked full of MLB players. You got Robinson Cano, Francisco Rodney, who pitched the who was the closer last night to get the win, but also Jose Reyes and um, uh, Miguel Tejada and all kinds of Dominican Republic stars that playing in major league playing major league baseball, and it was no different and during this game as well too. Puerto Rico has some stacked talent as well. But for a team to go through an entire tournament not losing a game in baseball, that's a pretty big feat. But did you watch the game? Did anyone watch the tournament? That's my question for you guys out there today. Did you watch the tournament? If you didn't watch the tournament, then why? What's it going to take for the World Baseball Classic to get your attention? Now, we had the fight between uh, Mexico uh, and, and uh, I believe it was Mexico and Canada that had the fight, and we thought that that would – get people turning the channel to look at World Baseball, but they really didn't work as well, too. So the question is, is it worth it? Is it worth watching? Are you going to watch the World Baseball Classic next time it comes around? Did you watch this World Baseball Classic? My answer to that question, in my opinion, is we're not going to watch the World Baseball Classic because we're too spoiled with Major League Baseball. You know, we're spoiled watching all the top talent in the world play a hundred and what eighty something games plus the playoffs. So why would we stop down during March Madness, during uh, NBA, during everything else that's happening in NFL free agency to watch the World Baseball Classic when we see these guys for the entire summer and even the fall as well too? And I think that's one of the biggest reasons why no one watches the World Baseball Classic. But if you did. Send me an email. Let me know what I need to do or how can we get involved and how can the world get involved, at least the United States that is, to figure out how can we watch the World Baseball Classic. I thought it was very interesting when uh, Ranger pitcher Derek Holland, who pitched for the USA team, during spring training, you know, he was asked, you know, how was the World Baseball Classic? What was it, what was it like? And he said it was just like the World Series as far as on the competitive level. I find it pretty hard to believe. A World Series is something that every player dreams about. It's, it, it really shows that you're on top of the uh, best league, best baseball league out there. So I find it hard to believe that it's even remotely like <laughs> the World Series, but I thought it was interesting he looked at it that way. Some of his players, his other uh, co-players look at it the same way as well, too, where it's as, as competitive as the World Series. And if that's so, why are we not watching if it's, if it's that competitive? But either way, Dominican Republic wins. They're celebrating over in the DR. Congratulations to them. They beat Puerto Rico 3-0. to zero. And Robinson Cano, the New York Yankee, was named MVP for having a 4-6-9 batting average and really turning up throughout the World Baseball Classic. If you're a Yankee fan, you got to love that because you know you're going to need this guy with some of the power you're already missing in the lineup. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back, guys. We'll jump into the NFL and find out why the NFL wants to ban helmets on running backs and also the NBA and get you guys caught up on the NBA streaks and also LeBron's return to Cleveland later on tonight as well, too. You're listening to Headlines with Rodney Fisher on the RF Sports Radio Network. This is RF with the RF Sports Radio Show. Do you have a business, a product, a service, 
or a website and you need more customers, advertise with the fastest growing internet sports radio show and market your business to sports fans worldwide. Don't miss a unique opportunity to capitalize on the biggest marketing genre in the world. Email me at rfsportsradio at gmail.com. That's rfsportsradio at gmail.com. We have options for every budget, and don't let business pass you by. Welcome back, everyone, to Headlines with Rodney Fisher. I'm your host. I want to remind you guys to make sure you follow us online at rfsportsradio.com and also on Twitter at twitter.com slash rfsportsradio. Uh, Again, you can listen to 24-7 Sports Talk by going to TuneIn Radio, looking up our station, which is under the call letters RFSN. Go to the website to get all the information there as well, too. I want to welcome you guys. This is a brand new program I'm starting today. So I want to thank you guys for tuning in to the first episode. Uh, this program was, of course, designed to get you guys caught up on everything sports before your day gets started. That way you can speak intelligently around the water cooler and over the phone and all that good stuff as well, too. So I want to welcome you guys to the program. Let's jump into the NFL real quick. Of course, the owners' meetings are going on right now in Arizona. Beautiful resort there in Arizona where they're having these meetings. And let's face it, this is when a lot of the business of the NFL gets done. So they're they're voting on new rules. They're looking at, you know, what teams are going to be playing in the Hall of Fame game, which they announced that the Dallas Cowboys will be playing the Miami Dolphins. I, of course, am a Cowboy fan. I'll share, you, share, your, share my thoughts about that situation a little bit later in the program. Let's talk a little bit about the running back rule. It's going to be a huge topic today and also going forward until they make an actual vote on this rule. They want to vote, at least the competition committee wants to vote, that running backs can't can't truck. And if you guys are familiar with Madden, if you've ever played Madden before, you know how it is when you press that button to make the the, uh, running back truck through the line, a truck through a defender, and they don't want running backs to lower the head, leave with the crown of the helmet, and try to run somebody over. Again, football trying to regulate football. Again, this whole rule deal, you know, I, I, I'm not really, I'm not opposed to it because I know how dangerous a sport like football can be. But let's face it, if you take away the fact that a running back can lower his head and pile over someone, you're taking away what a running back really is good at doing. You've had some runners over the years that have been, you know, they've been headbusters. They've been guys that are, you don't get out of their way, they'll run right over you. There are guys in the league right now who make a living off of running over guys. you got the Marshawn, Marshawn Lynch. You've got um, Steven Jackson. You've got uh, Michael Turner. You've got all kinds of running backs who use their helmet, lower their head, and go through a guy. That's what we've all been taught in Pop Warner football, High school level, college level is to lower your head and run over a guy. And this is really becoming too much regulation because, you know, how are you going to call that play? How, uh, you know, how much of an actual opinion of a referee is going to come into play when deciding key critical points in the game? This will be a 15-yard penalty if it's assessed for leading with the crown of the helmet. So how how is a referee going to be able to watch that, watch 
who's holding while she's blocking in the back. He's putting a lot of responsibility on the referees to call a fair game. And that's basically we want the referees, you know, out of the game as much as possible. You want to just watch the game. So do you guys think that this running back rule should be in play, should not be in play? Of course, get at me on email. I want to know you guys' thoughts. And it's too much interpretation for the rule for a referee to have because now he's going to figure out, you know, what hits illegal, what run plays illegal, what blocks illegal. It's so much to put on the referee. Now, some of the Hall of Famers and past NFL greats have spoken out about the rule. Of course, Jim Brown has some good things to say about the rule in support of it. His comments were that he never used his head. He used his forearm or used his open palm or even used his shoulder to get through defenders, to get around defenders. And Jeff Fisher, the coach of the St. Louis Rams, who is the head of the competition committee and is a spokesman for this rule, He's even saying that he's trying to bring back the shoulder in the game. He wants guys to lower the shoulder, not the head. We're running through guys. And, of course, you have your opponents also. You've got Marshall Falk, you got Matt Forte, and even Bill Belichick, who, from my understanding, my sources are telling me he's the guy that's holding up the vote. He's the one where they have to table the vote for a later time so he can raise a little bit more awareness about the rule because he's saying that, his comments about the rule were, will we be able to referee it? And that's, a, and that's a great question. Will a referee be able to make a difference on a guy protecting himself by lowering his head or a guy trying to run over a guy? Now, they said they want to use a five-yard uh, rule where if you're five yards away and the running back lowers his head to run over a guy, that's going to be considered a penalty. But, again, this is football, and you can't take out – you can't take football out of football, you know. And, and the roles of referees now are getting way too great. They're regulating the game way too much. you got to watch too many different things. So I want you guys' opinions on that. Give me a call, 323-927-2906. Are the referees now being asked to do way too much in the game of the NFL? And how are they going to regulate a rule like this? It's, it seems almost impossible to, to look at so many different things on the field at one time when you got all the action on the field at the same time, too. Should they add another referee? Should they be able to go back and look at this play or replay to determine, okay, well, maybe he did, maybe he didn't? You know, too many question marks when it comes to a rule like this, and we'll find out if they decide to vote on this rule or not. Uh, but it seems like they want to lean in that direction. Now, if you look at other things happening in the league, of course, you all know about free agency. Free agency is coming up. Uh, your team may or may not be doing anything. If you're a Cowboy fan like me, you're sitting back waiting for the Cowboys to do something. Uh, but they haven't done much at all. Uh, so you're waiting on some Some of you guys are waiting your teams to do the same thing. And that's when top free agents still left uh, four teams to pick up. I mean, of course, you got Elvis Dumerville, and the Broncos are trying to get a deal done with him. And, who knows? I didn't realize they still had fax machines out there and some kind of fax problem it made him a free agent, although the Broncos are working on him. You also got some big-name guys like uh, Sebastian Vollmer, the the uh, offensive tackle. He's available. You've got Antoine Whitfield, the cornerback. You've got Ed Reed, who seems like he's looking for about $7 million a year. So he's going to every team out there. Uh, you got Fred Davis, the tight end. Of course, he's a great asset in Washington. Don't know why they're not trying to get a deal done with him. 
You also got running backs like Amar Bradshaw. You got players like Dwight Freeney, Richard Seymour, who many people think he should retire. You got O.C. Yumanura as well, Michael Huff. So there's a lot of good players out there, some more free agent deals to be aware of. My question to you guys is, who does your team need to get? Are you happy with some of the team the moves your team has made so far? Has your team done enough? What free agents do you want your team to go after? And uh, what do they need to do before the season kicks off? Which seems like it's going to kick off with the Cowboys taking on the Dolphins in the Hall of Fame game. Another preseason game for us to kind of snooze through. And snooze through, uh, but at least the Stars get a chance to get at least one series out there. Another key note to kind of follow, just kind of forecasting out here, but Seattle, uh, big mistake by the GM, John Schneider. He made some comments, at least came out in the article, saying that when the Percy Harvin trade was first proposed to him, his answer was no right off the bat. Now, I'm just going to caution John Schneider, GM for the Seattle Seahawks, don't let stuff like that come out in the paper. Percy Harvin is a very emotional player. Uh, he either likes you as an organization or does not like you as an organization. Things like this you don't want to circulate on the social media sphere. You don't want it circulating in the press. You don't want Percy Harvin having any thoughts that maybe they didn't want him, maybe they didn't want him to be there. And it's a bad move for John Schneider. He'll learn from this mistake because, I'm, I'm telling you right now, if Percy Harvin's not happy, he's not going to play up to the level that you need him to play. Uh, now, he did go in the comments saying that he knows he has upcoming contracts with some of his secondary players like Richard Seaman, uh, Sherman, I'm sorry, and also Earl Tom- Thomas and, and uh, Cam Chancellor. But don't let that come out against Percy Harvin. He's the type of guy with so much emotion that he plays with. Uh, it, this could be a bad recipe. Uh, for the Seattle Seahawks. So, John Schneider, get it together. Keep that kind of stuff out of the media. You don't want that to come back and bite you later on. Let's take another break. We'll come right back, guys, to finish up our show with the NBA. You're listening to Headlines with Rodney Fisher on the RF Sports Radio Network. This is RF with the RF Sports Radio Show. Do you have a business, a product, a service, or a website, and you need more customers? Advertise with the fastest-growing Internet sports radio show and market your business to sports fans worldwide. Don't miss a unique opportunity to capitalize on the biggest marketing genre in the world. Email me at rfsportsradio at gmail.com. That's rfsportsradio at gmail.com. We have options for every budget, and don't let business pass you by. What's up out there with it, world? What's up with it's your it? boy Chosen. Man, and I'm back in the building, you dig? And for all of y'all that haven't already done it, you know what I'm saying? Go out there and join icebreakerproductions.com right now. Support your favorite ICE artist right you now. You know what I'm saying? Get a ringtone, get a t-shirt, buy the calendar right now. You can even pick up a teddy bear. You know what I'm talking about? We got everything. Got everything. Um, Every Wednesday, y'all need to be checking out the Icebreaker Radio Show. It's mm-hmm. 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. 7 p.m. Well, you hear it? Icebreakerproductions.com. You know what I'm saying? Scroll down about the middle of the page and click on the player and you got us. You know what I'm saying? And if that ain't working for you, hop on iTunes and listen to us on the podcast. I ain't tripping. You know, you can get us on anywhere. anywhere. And uh, if you really want to know what's going down at all times with 
Icebreaker Productions, you gotta follow us on Twitter at Icebreaker Radio. And if right you're a Facebook now. lover, hit us up, Icebreaker Productions. You know right what to do. And uh, for all of y'all that like them live, fresh videos, you know you can follow us on the YouTube channel, Chosen972. Right if you're now. you the old school and, you know what I'm saying, you still on MySpace, hit us up, 972. We ain't tripping. And uh, without further ado, we're going to go ahead and hop into this album, The Reason That You're Hearing My Voice. Uh-huh. You like one of these artists, you know what I'm saying? So get your jam on, get your lean on, yeah. and uh, I'll be back at you later on in the future with more ICE announcements. Already. Welcome back, everyone, to Headlines with Rodney Fisher, getting you guys caught up on all the sports headlines from overnight and also the sports headlines for today. It is March 20th. Let's go ahead and get into the rest of our show. We'll end our show with a little NBA talk. And uh, this is an exciting time to be an NBA fan. I don't know if you guys realize this, but here's a great staff for you to throw out at the water cooler today. Uh, this is the first time in NBA history that we've had two teams have at least 13 straight wins apiece. Uh, We're talking about the Miami Heat, who have 23 straight wins, and also the Denver Nuggets, who have 13 wins as well. So uh, these streaks are something to really behold, something to really get involved in. You want to get involved in the NBA now as we get into this playoff stretch with only about 17, 16 games left to go in the NBA season. So you want to get involved now. Uh, that way you guys can be on top of it when playoff time comes. And it's been a miraculous thing for the Heat. We're going to start with their streak as well, too. Um, but first, before we get there, let's jump into some of the scores from last night's action in the association. We had the Orlando Magic losing to the Indiana Pacers, 95-73. to Also, the Bucks losing to the – I mean, beating the Blazers, 102-95. to the Nuggets uh, get their 13th straight win by beating Oklahoma City 114 to 104. We'll talk more about that later. And the Clippers losing 101 to 116 to Sacramento Kings, who for whatever reason were unconscious last night. They seemed like they couldn't miss a bucket. Although the Clippers put on another high flying show, it ends in a loss, and they can't lose. We'll talk a little bit more about that later as well. Let's start with the Heat's win streak. How impressed! All you guys are with the Heat win streak, 23 straight games. Of course, we know what happened uh, yesterday <laughs> with LeBron James putting uh, Jason Terry a trending topic on Twitter, also making him a social media superstar by dunking on Jason Terry, who is a good friend of good friend of the show, good friend of mine. Now, see Jason Terry on Friday when Boston travels to Dallas, but. You know, it's one of those things where as an NBA player, we all, you know, they all get caught up in some kind of way. But, you know, if you're Jet Terry, sometimes you just want to step out the way, dude. You know, no big deal, no harm, no foul. You got nothing to prove in the NBA. You got a ring. And, of course, you beat LeBron in the, in the championship, and I think he had a little animosity because of that. But that's neither here nor there. That's over with. It's out there. It was a massive dunk. And it'll be something, of course, that'll be a part of a highlight reel for years to come. But my question about the Miami Heat is, are the Heat peaking too early? You know, when they had a 17-game win streak, my I was really yelling from the rooftops, they're doing it too early. They need to wait. You know, they, they're they peaking at the wrong time. I've come around on that somewhat. 
I think the win streak they have at 23 games is, is is pretty cool. You know, I think what they've done is pretty impressive. I think they'll have a chance to get the NBA record of 33 uh, games. They own the number two record with 23, but I've come around on this some, somewhat. At first, I wasn't really a, a fan of it. I didn't think it was worth it. I didn't think they had a legitimate shot, but Looking at their schedule, it, it, it could very well happen. If it, if nothing else, it sets up a very interesting end of the season in terms of the Heat and some of the teams they have to play. Let's take a look at what they have on the schedule so far, uh, well, what they have left on this win streak. As impressive as it's been, they still have to go to Cleveland, which they'll do that tonight. They've got Detroit, Charlotte, Orlando. They're at Chicago, which could be a tough game at New Orleans, but I think the game that everyone has circled on the calendar is going to be March 31st, that Sunday, when they have to go to San Antonio. Now, that, I believe, is Easter Sunday, so that'll be a big game. They go to San Antonio on the road. That's going to be the true test if they can extend their type of win streak, which will be very, very, very hard to do. I want to talk a little bit more about the Denver Nuggets. Now, the Nuggets, of course, have run 13 games quietly, there's a big article that I wrote on rfsportsradio.com about the Nuggets and what they've done. I called them the sleeper sale in Denver because no one's looking for them to do anything, but they've done so much. You've got two players averaging about 16 points per game. You've got six players averaging double digits for the Denver Nuggets. And let's, and if you didn't know, they are, I believe, a sec, a third, in the, second, third in the league in scoring. And they rank in the top five in three different categories that count scoring, uh, everything from uh, three-point shooting to everything else, and fast break points. And they're a team that you really have to watch out for. They get a big win last time on the road against Oklahoma City. And this is the second time during this win streak that they beat the second time. They've also beat the Clippers. They beat Memphis. These are all playoff teams, playoff teams that they have to face in the Western Conference, and they beat all of them. So if you're not a Denver Nuggets fan, if you haven't stayed up late enough to watch this team play, you need to pay attention to the Denver Nuggets because they may be the hottest team going into the playoffs. Now, uh, we'll close out our show by talking about LeBron James. Of course, he makes his return to Cleveland. My commentary on this point is I want the Cleveland fans to – you know what, everyone thinks that we should be nice to LeBron. LeBron's won his ring. We're over with. You know, we're okay. I just want to caution Cleveland fans right now, be as nice as you want to be. Root for LeBron to win. Go ahead and support him. I just want to caution you guys, he's not coming back to Cleveland to play. I mean, it's not going to happen. He will never play for Dan Gilbert again. So if you feel like booing, go ahead and boo. If you feel like talking bad about him, go right ahead because he's not coming back to Cleveland whatsoever to play, even when his time is up in Miami. So do whatever you need to do. You know, LeBron's coming back in to hear a lot of talk about that. It, it's kind of the, the whole luster about him coming back is really worn off. I mean, they've seen him in his uniform before, though this will be the first time he's come back with a championship ring. So he's really coming back to prove a big point. I was right all along. I had to leave Cleveland to get a ring. I did that. I got one. Now I have 23-game win streak going for 24 and right here in the team that I started with in Cleveland. So be prepared for a show. He's going to put on a big show. 
He still has fans in the Cleveland and Akron area that want to see him play. So be prepared for that. But you're going to see a big show from LeBron James tonight, and they'll get their 24th win. Well, that about does it for headlines. Stay tuned on the network for some great sports talk programming. Also, make sure you check out our show tomorrow morning, same time, 5.30 a.m. Central Standard Time and 6.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time as well. We thank everyone for tuning in to Headlines. I'm your host, Rodney Fisher, and we'll see you guys a little bit later on. Have a great day. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.